Well, we're going to jump right into the NFL. Uh, we got a triple header on Saturday tomorrow. Uh, since college football's over, you figured that the pros would take over the weekends completely, and they have now. So pro football on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for you folks. First up in the Saturday triple header, we got the Colts and the Vikings at noon central on NFL Network. And by the way, all three of these games are on NFL Network. So the Colts Vikings that kick off at noon. Um, the Vikings are 10 and three. They're four point favorites over unders about 47 and a half. Colts 4 8 1. Um, a lost season for the Colts uh, at this point. They did beat the Raiders, yes, with Jeff Saturday in his first game with the team, but they have lost three straight, and their passing attack just stinks. I understand the Vikings have, right now, the worst defense in the league, especially the worst pass defense, and I understand the Vikings are allowing 30 points per game the last five, but the Vikings' offense is pretty good compared to the Colts, and the Colts really don't have a great defense either. So... Most of the units are bad, but the Vikings offense kind of sticks out above the rest with Kirk Cousins, not in prime time, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. I expect the Vikings to take care of business versus the Colts uh, in Minnesota. So give me the Vikings to win versus Indianapolis and cover at home. Next up, uh, Saturday afternoon, you got the Ravens and Browns uh, in Cleveland. Kicks off at around 3.30 p.m. Central. Ravens 9-4, and four, Browns 5-8. And, and actually, the Browns <coughs> are field goal favorites um, still because Lamar Jackson is still out with injury. Is Tyler Huntley going to go for the Ravens, or is the third string going to go in for the Ravens? I don't know. But even though the Ravens have been struggling quite a bit offensively, they still have won six of their past seven games, and they're still of fighting tooth and nail with the Bengals for the top of the AFC North. Um, and as for the Browns, um, they're on the other side of that division, um, battling with the Steelers to stay out of last place. Um, since Deshaun Watson has come back, the Browns haven't really done much offensively. In In the two games that he's been back, uh, they've had one touchdown scored. One touchdown in two games or one touchdown in eight quarters. So, um, you would think that Deshaun Watson is getting a little bit better, uh, but with this recent trend, I don't know. I guess if Nick Chubb has a big game, then the Browns definitely do have a chance, and it's a divisional matchup. And I, I guess I'm going to go with the Browns. Um, not super confident in it, but I do trust Nick Chubb to keep the ball away from the Ravens offense, even though the Ravens aren't a prolific offense. I don't think the Ravens will do much uh, to keep slow down Nick Chubb. Uh, I just, I just trust the Browns more in this game, but I'm sitting again. I'm not super confident. Now the last game on Saturday is probably the best matchup of the three games. Dolphins at bills in Buffalo bills, seven point favorites over unders 44 uh, kicks off at 7 15 PM central. Dolphins eight and five, Bills ten and three. Um, the Dolphins they they just were coming off a crushing loss to the Chargers on Sunday Night Football, where basically their offense got stymied by the Chargers uh, JV or like B or C team whatever on defense. Because frankly, the Chargers on defense are injured to hell and back. Uh, Joey Bosa, 
Derwin James. The only real starter that anyone knows for the Chargers on defense is Khalil Mack. Other than that, it's pretty much backups playing for the Chargers. And they were able to stymie the Dolphins really, really well on Sunday Night Football. But as for this game, uh, they're expecting several inches of snow. And it's not the blizzard that Buffalo had a few weeks ago when they were going to uh, play in Buffalo, but it is going to be a fair amount of snow. And Tua's track we- track record in cold weather is just not that great. I think in his coldest games so far, he's like 0-4. His passer rating is below 60. Um, <laughs> and I heard stories that the Dolphins had like heaters with them at SoFi Stadium in uh, L.A. Well, it was only like 55 degrees in L.A. So... <laughs> If they can't handle that, then how do I expect them to handle Buffalo snow and weather? Um, and, and and talking about the Dolphins still, their offense, I think people have figured them out. After D'Amico Ryans and company shut them down a couple weeks back, uh, the Chargers kind of did the same thing. And what they did is basically take away the middle of the field and force Tua to be way more accurate and way more uncomfortable. And he could he has not been able to make the throws the past couple games. So that's why the Dolphins have slid a little bit. And in this game, the Bills, they have a pretty good defense, even though they've lost Von Miller and a few other pieces. They they still have a really, really good defense. And the Bills have won five straight at home versus Miami, and I think they're going to make it six straight. And not to mention Josh Allen in his career is 7-2 and two against Miami. So with all that being said, the weather is going to be in the Bills' favor, and they're going to win and cover by a touchdown. Next game up, we are now moving to Sunday, and the next uh, handful of games or so are the noon games on Fox. First up, you got the Cowboys at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Cowboys coming at four-point favorites. Uh, they did not take the Texans seriously last week, and that's why they barely won. The Texans, frankly, should have won that game. But um, nonetheless, the Cowboys got to double-digit wins again. Uh, they've been rolling, the Cowboys have, ever since Dak Prescott came back in about week seven. They've averaged about 36 points per game. Their pass rush is still elite, the best in the league. Um, and they're, I think they're going to get to Trevor Lawrence a little bit. Now, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence himself, he's been playing great the past five games. He has 10 touchdowns and no interceptions the last five, life, last five starts. Travis Etienne is playing well. Evan Ingram had a great receiving game for them last week. Um, the Jaguars, they still have a chance, believe it or not, in the AFC South. If Tennessee continues to fall off the cliff and if they continue to win <clears throat> these games, they they could still get, finish with the winning record and still win the division. Um, that's entirely possible for the Jaguars. But I just think the Cowboys' pass rush eventually is just going to wear down Trevor Lawrence a little bit. And the Cowboys... I trust their offense a little more, especially their running game. Um, I know I'm going against Travis Etienne, but I don't know. The Cowboys, it seems like a trap game for the Cowboys, but I just have a feeling they're going to pull out the win Jacksonville. So I'm going with the Cowboys on the road. Um, But I won't be surprised if Jacksonville wins that game. Next game up up is the 12-1 Eagles, nine-point favorites on the road at the 3-10 Chicago Bears over under 48.5. Bottom line, Jalen Hurts has been on fire for the past several weeks. Since week eight, he has nearly 118 passer rating, best in the league. 
And on the other side for the Bears, since week eight, they have allowed quarterbacks to have an average of 117 passer rating. So, yeah, that's all I need to really say because the Eagles, they just out-talent the Bears everywhere on the field. And uh, they should have no issue beating Chicago uh, at all. Falcons and Saints, I really don't care about this game. I don't really want to talk about it. Give me the Saints at home in the Superdome, but both teams suck. Uh, Steelers at Panthers, kind of the same thing. Um, both teams 5-8. and eight. Sam Darnold's playing better for the Panthers, so I'm going to go with the Panthers at home over the Steelers. Both teams are just... They're on the outside looking at at this point in their conferences. Okay, now this is an interesting game that I'm going to talk about next. So now we're getting to the noon games on CBS. I think there's two of them. Lions six and seven. The Detroit Lions are six and seven, nearly 500. Winners of five of the past six. They are on the road against the New York Jets, who are seven and six. The Jets, a winning record at this point in the season. The Jets are point and a half favorites over under 44 and a half. This game is going to be very tough, very physical. Both head coaches, Dan Campbell, Robert Salah, they preach toughness, uh, physicality. Um, you know, Dan Campbell with biting off kneecaps, Robert Salah with his grit. This is going to be a knockdown, drag it out game <clears throat> where the under 44 and a half should hit quite well. Jared Goff for the Lions. Lions offense is playing great, especially Jared Goff. Past five games, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, and the Jets, I really don't know if Mike White's going to be able to go in this game. If he does, then great. But he went to the hospital last week after Lion, after the Jets lost last week. Um, and I just, I don't know. Maybe they, I think they go back. Actually, I do think they're going back to Zach Wilson. So in that case, I'm going to go with the Lions in a road upset um, because I don't trust Zach Wilson to really much offensively for the Jets at this point. Okay, then my two favorite teams going at it in Houston on Sunday. You got the 10-3 and Chiefs coming into town to take on the 1-11-1 Texans. Chiefs are two touchdown favorites, 14 points over unders 49. Bottom line, Chiefs have the best offense in the NFL. The Texans have a mess at quarterback. Davis Mills, Jeff Driscoll. Uh, Kyle Allen, it doesn't matter who they trot out there. They just cannot get the job done. It, it It's looking more and more likely every day that the Texans are going to get Bryce Young from Alabama, Alabama for the number one pick. But as for this game, the Chiefs will have no problem winning versus the Texans. I could honestly see being close, but the Texans, they're going to lose their ninth straight game. Okay, now these next four games or so are in the late afternoon on Sunday. First, the two 325 CBS games. First up, you got the nine and four Bengals at uh, nine and four, three and a half point favorites against the Tampa Bay Bucks down in Tampa, and the Bucks sit at six and seven over unders at forty four. Uh, the Buccaneers should not have won on Monday Night Football versus the Saints. The Saints just messed around the last five minutes, played prevent defense, and allowed Tom Brady to get the job done. Uh, but the Bengals, even though uh, I believe T Higgins and Tyler Boyd might be out for this game. You still got Jamar chase. Um, and Joe Burrow is just playing lights out. He's looking like one of the best quarterbacks and a top three quarterback in the league this year, frankly. 
given how bad all the other quarterbacks have been playing this year, besides maybe him, Allen Mahomes. Uh, and just based on that alone, the better quarterback play, I'm going to go with the Bengals as the road favorite to take down Tampa. I, I, see, I don't think Tampa's legit this year. We'll see if Tom Brady comes back to them, or we'll see what he does in the offseason. The other game on CBS, you got the 7-6 and six Titans and the 7-6 and six Chargers. So I just mentioned a minute ago that the Chargers handled the Dolphins' offense. Um, they are three-point favorites at home, the Chargers are. Uh, they're going to have their hands full, Derrick Henry, though, on the Titans, uh, because the Chargers have the worst rush defense in the league, giving up nearly five and a half yards per rush. Um, but bottom line, the Chargers have a better offense, and Finally, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, everyone is healthy. Uh, Austin Eckler, too. Everyone's healthy for uh, Justin Herbert. Um, so the Chargers, they have a much, much more balanced offensive attack than the Titans do. And the Titan Titans defense is nothing special either. So I'm going to go with the Chargers at home to get the job done. But I do think Derrick Henry goes for at least 100 in this game. Cardinals Broncos, not even worth my time. 305 game on Fox. Um, Broncos defense, the best thing on the field. I'm going to pick them to win because of that. All it, the Broncos have lost five in a row, nine of the past 10. The Cardinals have lost three straight, seven of the past nine. Kyler Murray's now out for the year with an ACL injury. Um, it, both teams are just really just hoping the season just ends. Broncos win barely in a game that no one really care about. Patriots and Raiders next up in Las Vegas. Um, so Bill Belichick against his former offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, who we'll see how this goes. The Raiders, they cannot keep a lead to save their lives. They've blown like four 13 point leads this year, this year. They, and, and that's why I can't take the Raiders seriously for anything. The Patriots just roll. They, they win in an upset on the road. I trust the Patriots defense to take away Devontae Adams and make Derek Carr beat him with somebody else. Okay, then the primetime games. First up, Sunday Night Football, you got the 7-5-1 Giants at the 7-5-1 Washington Commanders. And the Commanders are 4.5-point favorites at home, over under 40.5, kickoff 720 on NBC. Here's the thing. Both teams have the same record, but they're heading in totally opposite directions. The Giants, in their last six games, they are 1-4-1, and one, and their tie was against these same Commanders a couple weeks ago in New York. And the Commanders, in their last eight games, they are 6-1-1. One, and one. and Ron Rivera and company are just rolling with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. And regardless of all the off-field stuff going on with the Commanders, they are producing great results on the field, and they're peaking at just the right time. And with that being said, I'm going with Washington to uh, to beat the Giants. The Giants, they were good early on, but it's kind of, you know, their 15 minutes of fame, I think, gets up by now. And then in the Monday night game, you got the 4-9 LA Rams at the 5-8 Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. Packers, seven-point favorites over under 39.5, 7.15 p.m. kickoff on ESPN. Bottom line, Aaron Rodgers at home, he's great. Christian Watson emerging as an elite receiver. Romeo Dobbs comes back, another weapon for Rodgers. The Rams, not, they got a nice story tale, fairy tale ending last week on Thursday night with Baker Mayfield versus the Raiders. But um, in reality, the Rams' offensive line is just terrible. It stinks. 
Um, and the Rams just are packing it in. They have the worst offense statistically in the league by many metrics. And the Packers, they won't win the division, but they technically stood, still can make um, a wild card. And I think the Packers will get the job done at home against the Rams and cover the seven points. All right, that is week 15 in the NFL for you. Let's get to some other topics before I head out of here. Um, earlier news in college basketball this week, Texas head coach Chris Beard um, got suspended without pay after an alleged domestic violence arrest. Um, so very sad situation to hear. We'll have to see how that plays out, and we'll see if he ever coaches Texas basketball again. Um Mike Leach, the Mississippi State head coach who was known for inventing the air raid offense, uh, he passed away at age 61 after suffering what was, from what I understand, a massive heart attack. Um, and uh, he coached at Texas Tech, Washington State. Um, from what I've heard uh, from people this week, he was very authentic, very down-to-earth, very funny. Uh he let you know what he told it like it was. Um, and he's just like a great figure to be around and talk to and um, a good role model too. So rest in peace, Mike Leach at age 61. And since Mike Leach did pass away, Mississippi state was now without a head coach until this week where they promoted their defensive coordinator, Zach Arnett uh, to that new position. Um, Bobby Petrano, who used to coach Louisville uh, football, and he also was the head coach of Missouri State this past season. He is now at UNLV as the offensive coordinator under Barry Odom. Um, Texas got the best linebacking linebacker recruit in the country to come, five-star linebacker Anthony Hill Jr., who I heard also had um, offers an offer from A&M, but he goes to Austin to be with the Longhorns. What a shame. Um, UCLA is going to move to the Big Ten officially in 2024. So after next football season in 2024, UCLA will be playing the likes of Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and the rest of the Big Ten consistently. And the Board of Regents for them voted, I think, 11 to 5 for that to happen. Again, to some baseball contracts now. Uh, Carlos Correa with the Giants. Signing with the San Francisco Giants, 13 years, $350 million. So Carlos Correa obviously won the World Series with the Astros back in 17. Um, this past season with the Twins, he opted out of his deal. And I guess he wanted money. I, I don't see the Giants competing in the NL West with the Dodgers, certainly, and even the Padres now with their stacked lineup. So... It must have been just for the money for Carlos. I don't know, but I wish him all the best out in the Bay Area. Car another Carlos signed a big deal. Carlos Rodon, this time with the Yankees, six years, $162 million. So Garrett Cole now has kind of a, another great pitcher on the staff to take a little bit of a pressure, a little bit of pressure off of them, but not much. Uh, the Twins, they got Christian Vasquez, who was on the Astros this season when he won the World Series 2, two-year deal. They also signed outfielder Joey Gallo to a one-year $11 million deal. And Joey Gallo, of course, was much maligned in New York this past season due to his low batting average. He got traded out to the Dodgers in the middle of the season, and he did okay um, at, when he joined the Dodgers, but now he goes to the Twins. And like I mentioned earlier, Kyler Murray is out for the season with the 20 ACL. And then finally in the NBA, Pistons point guard Kane Cunningham 
the number one pick in the 2021 NBA draft is now out for the season with uh, a foot injury. Okay, that is the podcast for this week. Oh, yeah, I should have mentioned before I go. The World Cup final is this Sunday in Qatar. You got Argentina and France. Um, both teams ranked in the top five, according to FIFA. I'm going for Messi. Lionel Messi, the only thing missing from his trophy case is a World Cup World Cup trophy. He's won pretty much every title, every award under the sun you can imagine, except for the World Cup. Um, he definitely deserves it. Um, he's a great leader, a great role model for his team. Um, definitely plays unselfishly. Um, and Argentina, they're ranked higher than France, believe it or not. And France are the defending World Cup champions. You know, France, they, they're they stacked. You know, Mbappe, it's a who's who. Um, even though, and France also has a virus going through the team right now. I read today that a couple of their cornerbacks are going down, but they have depth at the cornerback spot. Uh, or center back spot, excuse me, not cornerback, center back. I'm talking football. It's soccer. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going with Argentina. I, I want I want to see Messi get get that World Cup and defin- to finish his career maybe as the undisputed GOAT. But I'm pulling for Argentina on Sunday at the World Cup final. All right, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the pod. Tell your friends and family. Uh, send them my way to anchor.fm slash Lance Sampson. I appreciate all the listener support you've given me, and I will talk to you in the next episode. We'll see when I get it out because at my job, you know, Christmas is coming up in nine days, and uh, my evenings will be very, very full this next week, even on Friday night. Um, We'll see if I get it out, um, hopefully before Christmas, because, you know, there's games going on in the NFL and the like, and... uh, and the NBA Christmas schedule too. So uh, we might dive into that a little bit and we'll see who wins the world cup on Sunday. So thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye.